Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. 24 minutes to the top of the hour. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Politics, that's what we do on Wednesdays. We profile political parties and we ask the question, what does the road to the ballot box looks? Ballot box look like next year. What are political parties offering the electorate this time around? The IFP has been a, a, a mainstay in South Africa's in South African national political life. I mean, the third biggest party or was the third biggest party in the country um, up until the EFF swooped in. Um, still is the biggest party or perhaps closely tied to the biggest party in, 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 in KZN. And it's a party that, while its support nationally has been waning, has remained a mainstay in the national political life of South Africa. Its founder had recently passed away. Uh, Dr. Butelezi's death asks the question, what now about the IFP? He was an eminent figure in the shaping of what the politics of the party is. And now the party will have to ask itself, um, is this an opportunity for us to reinvent ourselves, to ask ourselves the question, how, how, what, how do we fit in the, uh, in the body politic of South Africa to remain relevant, to remain sustainable, but also to be a party that can once again grow? Or um, is this a party that says we're happy with what we have, uh, we're happy with uh, the work we've done, we're happy with what we're standing for at the moment, and we think that's good enough as it is for the South African electorate. We don't seek to change any of that. But more importantly... What are, what's the thinking of the party around some of South Africa's uh, most contemporary problems? Joining me for this is the IFP president, uh, Velinkosi Hlabisa. Uh, good evening and thank you so much for your time, Mr. Hlabisa. I really appreciate it. Perhaps let's start there. Is the IFP reinventing itself right now? Is, is that a conversation that's being had? Good evening, Oliver, as well as the listeners of the radio station. The IFP was formed in 1975 and has been in the political landscape for almost 50 years now. We are adjusting ourselves to meet the current challenges of South Africa as we over the past three days have been reshaping our policies to correspond with the shifts that has happened in our society over a period of years. The IFP will not lose its identity, its beliefs, but it is adjusting to the current challenges in South Africa. What are some of those policy shifts uh, that you can point us to that demonstrates that the party is adjusting to the contemporary problems of the country? I will just make two examples. Sure. <clears throat> and I can talk about other policy issues. In 1994, you could not adopt a policy that will have a shift on how you handle electricity because we did not have load shedding. But today, you need a shift. You can't rely on how you provided electricity in 1994. You need a multi-approach in order to deal with the crisis that is killing our, our, our economy, 
and creating unprecedented levels of unemployment. Secondly, in 1994, you could not spend more time in devising an approach and a policy how to deal with corruption. But if you don't come out with a solution to corruption that has robbed the people of South Africa billions, if not trillions of friends, you will not be concentrating on the current challenges. Of course, the issue issue of crime, uh, Oliver, South Africa is a crime scene today. You are not safe. Even if you are driving your car, you can be hijacked at any time. Even if you are walking on the street, even if you are sitting at home, in the past, you could leave your mother, your children and your wife at home and be confident they are safe because they are at home. It's no longer the case now. Just a few examples. You need a shift in how you deal with these issues because they are a serious problem today. So, so so let's speak about how the IFP imagines that we should deal with those problems. Let's start with what you outline around corruption. Um, if the IFP were to become the government of the day, how would it deal with the corruption problem that you had uh, characterized? Firstly, the IFP have a leadership that is decisive. In South Africa, if you want to deal with crime that has robbed billions of money, to our, from our people, you need a decisive leadership, a leadership that is not afraid to introduce consequence management. The system, justice system, must be efficient, effective. In a short turnaround time, you must be able to finalize cases of corruption and where you need to confiscate things from people who benefited unfairly. The assets for future unit must be active and act without prejudice or without mercy to people who benefited unfairly. You should separate cases. There should be courts dealing with issues of corruption. You shouldn't have a case tracking for five years or 10 years, witnesses dying and the case eventually disappearing in the air. When you come to the issue of crime, you need to be tough. Okay, well, let's let's pause crime. there. Sorry, let's pause. I, I I want us to speak about crime separately. So let's pause on corruption. Okay. So in answering All my right. question, you've once again just explained what the problem is. Courts are not efficient. Leadership is not decisive, um, and it's, it's there aren't enough specialized courts. Despite the fact that we have the uh, commercial crimes court um, and the asset forfeiture unit, for instance, itself having seized over sixteen billion rand uh, in assets following uh, the Zondo Commission of Inquiry report having been finalized. Once again, you're describing the problem. It's not quite specifically an answer about what the yeah, IFP or, would do Oliver. as action points. So let's speak about okay. action yeah. points. Now, I'm saying, Oliver, you need a government that is not afraid to introduce consequence management. So what is what is that? What does uh, we haven't like? seen. We, we, no, we haven't seen people who were clearly pointed out by the Zondo Commission as have benefited unfairly any action taken against them. We haven't haven't seen any case open against them. We have big names involved in 
a number of corrupt activities as indicated by Zondo Commission, but no action has been taken against them. All you need is a government that is not afraid to introduce consequence management, irrespective who is involved. Even among the employees, the officials, no matter how connected they are, the IFP will be bold enough that whoever is implicated, an action must be taken so that you send a message that corruption does not pay. Mm. So that means uh, firing people, I'm assuming. Get people arrested if it need be, bring them before the courts of law, the officials, a disciplinary process must be followed if it is proven that the allegation or the recommendation or what is said by the inquiry, whatever that was appointed, the process must be underway. And if found guilty, they must show the door to leave the mm. civil service. Mm. Okay, so let's then speak on crime. You, 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 you had some stuff to say about crime. You again characterized the problem of crime in South Africa. We live under state of war, really. It is, I agree with you entirely. How do you plan on solving it? Firstly, you must have borders effectively controlled. Do not have porous borders as a country. Everybody who is in South Africa must be accounted for. The foreign nationals who are not skilled people should be assisted to go back to their respective countries. Because if you have porous borders, there are people who come in and go out anytime. I'm not ascribing all crime to the foreign nationals, but there is a big chance of them involved in criminal activities in South Africa. Close the porous borders. Then in South Africa, identify the hotspots. They are known. Every time when the minister gives a report, it is known the, the hotspots when it comes to crime. Ensure that you provide sufficient police stations, especially to the previously disadvantaged communities. People who are staying in towns, police stations are closer to them, but people who were previously disadvantaged, police stations are far away from them. So now provide enough police stations, ensure each and every police station has sufficient policemen and there is equipment. Currently, you will find a police station, they don't have a van, even if people come to play a complaint, the police will say, we can't help you. Our vehicle has a puncture for the past three weeks. It has not been, fi- it has not been fixed. So now, if you want to get crime fixed in South Africa, have sufficient policemen, have them well equipped to deal with crime and criminals, the courts, have our courts effective and having a short turnaround in dealing with cases. Separate serious cases, cases of murder, cases of rape. They should be difficult to get a bail on a case of murder and in a case of rape. And those cases should not drag for a long time quickly finalize the case. If a person is found guilty, give a severe sentence to send a message that people who are not human should not live in our society. 
there are cases where people must not be given parole because if you give them parole, they continue from where they ended. You need to be tough on crime and criminals if you want to create a safe environment for the people of South Africa. So things like parole, prescribed sentences, uh, and 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 um, of of course how the courts deal with particular crimes. That's a legislative exercise. Um, have you introduced any bills that demonstrate a, a commitment towards making that a reality? Because you don't need to be in government to introduce that conversation. You're yourself. You're a lawmaker. Uh, you can, uh, of course, uh, you know, raise and sponsor a bill in parliament to that effect. But of course, Olive, you can raise the legislation, but you know you must have more than 50 plus 1 percent to get it passed through now we have an opportunity next year we say people of south africa the government of the day has failed us in every respect we say use your vote here is the ifp we are the third party in south africa that is in government because we governed at a local municipality one is anc da and the IFP. We have an experience in how to govern and we have guts to make firm decisions when it comes to critical issues like crime, as I singled it out yeah. amongst challenges in South Africa. Yeah. So the only reason you haven't introduced the bill about sentence structure, prescribed sentence and sentence uh, uh, for uh, priority crimes is because you don't think you'd have the parliamentary support to make it go through? There there is a number of um, proposals, bills um, tabled in parliament, but the majoritarian principle of the ruling party has demonstrated that they will never support even a good idea coming from the opposition. That is why now we say let us put all our labor, all our effort in mobilizing everybody that give the majority to the IFP in combination with other political parties in the opposition bloc to see a change. Over 30 years, our country is moving from better, bad to worse. Mm. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Uh, I I struggle to accept that the threat of majoritarianism in Parliament is the only reason uh, this hasn't been a legislative priority in Parliament in this administration for the IFP. There was a time where the IFP was proactive on legislation, even though it wasn't favorable, it wasn't fashionable, and even though there was the uh, daunting possibility of it not ever going through. I'll take you, for instance, to uh, back to um, uh, Dr. Ambrosini at and, and during the time he was uh, terminally ill, raising the the, the question of uh, assisted euthanasia uh, as, a, as a means of dignified death in South Africa, and he brought a bill to that effect. Uh, the IFP brought a bill to the effect of uh, the legalization of medical marijuana congruent to that. Those were all things that were seen as jarring, daunting, and, and, and perhaps even politically unfavorable, yet the IFP let the light on that, let the way on that, um, so for you to now say, yeah, the majoritarianism is an issue, so uh, it, it's not worth uh, the, the, the legislative uh, legwork at the moment, is perhaps something that, that, that doesn't speak to the history of the party. 
Yes, um, Oliver, the, the history you're talking about is a very good history. But if you look at the ANC of today, really, at most, they don't want to allow rationality on a number of issues. The practical one, the palapala issue, really, it's a shame. Um, the majoritarian principle was used against all evidence, even the report by the law, pe law people. It was just thrown out of the window. That is why we are saying going to elections next year, it's an opportunity for people of South Africa to use their vote, to vote political parties like the IFP in order to see a change in the challenges we have. We can talk about doing, making bills, but knowing the kind of the government we have, now willy-nilly, they rely on a majoritarian principle because the intentions of, of doing what is good is really very likely in the current government. Yeah. Um, let, let's speak to this. And I'm taking your reactions as you're listening to this. Give me a call, 086-000-2032. That number, I'll repeat it again, 086-000-2032. You can also send me a WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. Uh, perhaps to this, uh, the IFP, of course, uh, took, took a strong opposition uh, to the, 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 the NHI bill, which is perhaps our most recent legislative uh, controversy in Parliament. Do you want to talk to us about why that is? <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> the IFP supports the national health access to all people of South Africa. But we do not support the NHI bill in its current form. Why? The NHI bill, as it stands, is a recipe for disaster. It doesn't have a clear funding model as to where the money is going to come from. There was no consultation or transparency to medical practitioners or all organizations that deal with medical professionals. It's a recipe for disaster in the sense if you can even equate it to OPE in education. When the ANC was warned that OPE is not going to work, they forged ahead. It destroyed our education until they abandoned it. As you know, Oliver, this week and last week, in the media, it's a range of people, organization, speaking with one voice that NHI is going to be a disaster in the health sector. The government of the day is not willing to listen. Why? They know through the majoritarian principle, they pushed it through the parliament, they pushed it through NCOP. It is now up to the president of South Africa just to listen to people of South Africa. It cannot be that all, almost all sectors express their dissatisfaction. I had engagement 
with medical doctors who say, we made submissions. None of our submissions were considered. No feedback, even on the submissions we made. Simply ignored, lastly, if you are at South, the South African government, uh, Olive, is known, it is not good to pay for the services done for the government. You can go to people who are security companies in the hospitals of the government. Some of them, as I'm speaking to you, are going four months having not been paid by our government. You can go to people who are conducting or performing um, the nutrition in some schools, the payment is not due at the time it had to be done. Which medical doctor will give, will attend a patient and give medicine, but at the end of the month, there is no way to get payment for the services rendered. That person is a staff to pay. Who can do it? No one. Let's have a listen at these voice notes that's come through from our listeners. Uh, good evening, Oliver, and your team, Jumbo Africa. Happy HIV Awareness Month. Uh, Oliver, uh, I'm very worried about your guest. Your guest, you can't say they are the one who's going to fight corruption, but they stood up. They say they are going to do coalition with ANC. ANC is failing us. I'm the ANC member. ANC is failing us. If they are going to do coalition with ANC, means they are proud about the thing that is happening in this country. That guy mustn't come to talk like uh, IFP is going to change because of we, the people who support IFP, they are voting, are the ones who take decision to them. They are to do coalition. After they are familiar, happy, and everyone, they don't care about those who vote for them. No, man, the thing is going uh, too far. It's Percy in Matosana. Good evening, good evening. South Africa giving good evening to the president of the IFP. Look, politicking, 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 no substance on what the president is saying. In Gauteng, we understand the PEIFP as a killer machine. Will they ever go to the people of Puyupatong? and apologize or do anything to clean their name because they were on the forefront in killing the people of Wipatong for no reason. We have been forgotten in Gauteng. I'm the East End. Um, it's in the Val. But I know of a fact that the IFP from Adala Hostel, yeah, major from Guatemala in Springs, Hi, uh, Oliver. Uh, I just wanted to ask your guest uh, if uh, IFP has to go has to go in coalition with any party. Which one would it be? Thank you. Thank you so much for that, uh, Mr. Tlabisa, Those are the three voice notes. We have a minute. Hopefully, you can respond to all three in a minute. The first one, I think, he did not get it correct. The IFP has never said it's going to be in a coalition with the ANC. I can end it there. The last one, the IFP is going to be in a drive to take the ANC out of power because it has failed our country over 30 years. We are willing to work with the like-minded, the Democratic Alliance, the Action SA, 
the Freedom Front Plus, the ACTP, all political parties who are willing to drive the ANC out of power, we are willing to work with them. You see, my brother who is talking about violence, Oliver, in the violence of South Africa, 20,000 people died. 12,000 are IFP members. They did not kill themselves. They were killed by ANC. 8,000 people were ANC members. Both political parties, the ANC and the IFP, owe the people of South Africa an apology, both of them. To okay. label only the IFP is very unfair. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. IFP President Velingosi Shlavisa. What are your thoughts on that? What are your reactions to that? Give me a call, 86 2032 on the other side of this.